Today's podcast is brought to you in part by Audible. Get a free audio book download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash profaneargument or click the Audible link on our website, profaneargument.com. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player or microwave. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the Profane Argument Podcast for March 14th, 2017. We stream live to YouTube on Tuesday, starting around 9 p.m. Eastern. Also, if you uh, want to follow us on Twitter, we are at Profane Arg, and you can listen to the fully edited show on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play. My name is Ray, and along with me are... Hi, I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about some state religious laws like we usually do. Uh, I want to talk about a book that covers atheism versus Islam. And uh, another thing that I thought was interesting, I want to get people's opinions on the American Taliban. Uh, but first, I have some questions from the Bible. We'll go over like five of these, I think, real quick. I'm kind of curious what your guys' responses are going to be for these. So I'm doing them out of order, by the way. But uh, there's case. a note. What would the order be? Oh, the, the books of the Bible? No, no. Well, okay. I put them in an order that I thought was more interesting. So okay. uh, the first question, which of these foods does the Bible expressly permit that you can eat? All the others are abominations. Pork, shellfish, locusts, or rabbit? I think Ian's turn is to go first. Oh, yeah. We need to say yeah. he's doing first. That's fine. I will think through this one moment, please. Again, it's pork, shellfish, yeah. locusts, yeah, or rabbits. I'm, I'm trying to narrow, narrow it down. The clue was helpful. Boy, I really, initially, I want to go with pork because that would be cruel to the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> but I am going to say locust. Mm. Who's next? I'll go next. I'm also going to go with locusts. I think people ate a lot more bugs back those days, and they're very nutritious. And that's my answer. Locusts was going to be my answer, too. Oh. Wow. Interesting. Well, the answer is locusts. Woohoo! Uh, pork, shellfish, and rabbit are all expressly forbidden. And I thought this was interesting. Rabbit is forbidden because he cheweth the cud. Mm. <laughs> Which is incorrect. Rabbits don't actually chew the cud. So there's there you go with your... Uh, <laughs> Bible Fox. <laughs> they got that one dead wrong. But so that is what, one point for everyone. Everyone yeah. got locusts, right? Yeah, interesting. Uh, second question. What does the Bible say about witches? Uh, witches are people possessed by demons. They should be killed. They can be saved if they are exercised or that they are part of the mythology of idolatrous tribes. Ian? Yeah, I'm thinking. This is a a puzzler. What were the first two options again? Uh, Witches are possessed by demons, or witches should be killed. Witches can be saved if they are exercised, or they are part of the mythology of idolatrous tribes. D, idolatrous tribes. Karen? Uh, um, Suffer not a witch. uh, They should be put to death. That's most likely. But it didn't say stoned to death, so I, mm. I steered away from it. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Jared? 
I'm going with possessed by demons. Okay. According to uh, Exodus 22, thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Hmm. They never, they're not demons. They're not, so they can't be exercised. Yeah. They, they put it in with, if a woman hath a familiar spirit, or that is a wizard, uh, they shall per- surely be put to death. Strong. Question number three. When the Israelites conquered the Midianites, what was part of the spoils of war given to the priest as the Lord's tribute? So when they conquered them, they brought back you know, all their tribute, but they had to give something to the, uh, to the priests. Was it 50 sheep, 30 asses, 32 cows, or 32 virgins? <laughs> You're right there, buddy. Yeah, a sheep. I'm gonna go with asses, Jared. I'm going with asses as well because it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> ass is funny. Ah, uh, nobody gets a point on this one. Uh, uh, the uh, what the what the tribute what, to the priests? Thirty-two virgins. What the hell's a priest gonna do with virgins? What do you think a priest is going to do with a virgin? <laughs> yep. Thinking about that Christian religion. Anyway, what is the origin of the quote-unquote mighty men known as the Nephilim? They were the offspring of God's angels and young women. They were the result of an earlier botched creation. They were monsters from the evil nation of Nephi. Or they were part of the blessing of Abraham that ensured military victory over uh, to God's chosen people. A. Do I believe the game Diablo that I like so much and go with A? I think I do. I'll go, I'll go with A. Okay. What was A again? Uh, they were the offspring of God's angels and young women. I'm sorry. And what was B? They were the result of an earlier botched creation. What was C and D? <laughs> <laughs> uh, monsters from the evil nation of Nephi or a blessing of Abraham that ensured military victory to God's chosen people. I'm going with A, too. Okay. Strong well, choice. Everybody gets that one right, probably because of... Uh, the prophecy movies? Well, there is that, too. Yeah, good good point. Yeah, if you didn't see Prophecy 1 and 2, you're missing out, and you got that one wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the angels uh, came down from heaven and had uh, impregnated women, and that's where the Nephilim came from. Which doesn't go with dogma if you're you know mm-hmm. into that movie, but I get my Bible knowledge from video games. <laughs> <laughs> Last question: What happened to Korah and his family? They were Israelites who thought they could talk directly with God without a priest intermediary. Uh, answers are: They became priests themselves. They were expelled from the nation of Israel. The earth opened up and swallowed them, or they were stripped of all of their belongings, houses, and livestock. C. Which was the Earth Swallows Them? B? Uh, C was the Earth Swallows Them. Uh, That sounds likely. D. The answer is that the Earth opened up and swallowed them. Wow. (laughs) So so when these politicians say that God speaks to them directly, that's not a good thing. Well, that's Old Old Testament. Uh, In the New (laughs) Testament, when Jesus died, uh, the – I forget what it's called. There's a, a stone in the tabernacle, there was a stone that separated the, the altar from the rest of uh, the, from the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And that stone cracked on uh, Jesus's death, according to Luke, I think it was. And that symbolized that you can now talk directly to God without an intermediary. Uh, 
Thou that shalt explains, not. I was going to say, that explains a lot from The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. <laughs> I don't even remember that from the... What was that? Uh, the stone tablet cracks and Aslan comes back to life. And that was to symbolize that... I don't know. She broke, The witch broke some sort of rules, but... I know that the whole I know the whole story is a really exhausting like metaphor for Jesus. Right. So I just wasn't sure where the source of that came from. I didn't know why he was on a stone tablet. And I was like, oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> Good old exploding tabernacles. Yeah. <laughs> so again, these are just questions that I find them amusing because they point out some very ridiculous things within the Bible. But so on to some things that we have. Uh, one thing that I wanted to cover from last time, I think I had mentioned that the uh, American Civil Liberties Union had with the Kim Davis court mm-hmm. ruling, they had going to be assigned like $233,000 of legal fees. It has since been ruled a, uh, Kentucky judge ruled that because the issue was resolved in legislature and not a court ruling, uh, the plaintiffs weren't prevailing parties and therefore are not entitled to their legal fees. So they were trying to get her to cover the legal fees of the, the lawsuit. And uh, a judge has ruled that they can't do that. Now the uh, ACLU has uh, William Sharp said that he is he and a group will be filing objections to that, but um, well, we talked about it. Yeah, they, I mean, they, it still costs them that money be, because their rights were impinged upon. So I don't see why they couldn't get their money back because she did wrong. Yeah, I think they definitely have some grounds. Yeah. Anyway, it's just a follow-up to that story, and I wanted to bring mm-hmm. it up. South Dakota. Let's get on to some state news here. South Dakota is the first one on my list. They have put out a bill that would allow... Christian adoption agencies, which I took a look at this. Apparently, most adoption agencies are church-run. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm curious what the actual percentage is, but apparently it's a large percentage. But in South Dakota, it would allow the uh, any religious adoption agent to refuse service to gay couples, atheists, single parents, interfaith couples, divorced people, Muslims, or any other group that may conflict with their highly held religious beliefs. Uh, interfaith couples? Really? Yeah. I mean, it basically would allow you to, if you're religion X, which whatever Christian religion you want, mm. um, you could deny someone adoption based on your beliefs in what, however that might pertain to the people applying for adoption. So this is a proposed bill awaiting a vote. Okay. It's already passed their Senate and is awaiting on their House. And then, of course, would have to go to the governor. I mean, I understand why they want this. They want to make sure that um, children are not raised in a faith that they don't approve because it, it reduces their numbers. But you can't do that, it turns out. What about interracial couples? No, I believe that is still covered under previous laws. Mm. Are um, these like private institutions or – I think most adoption agencies are actually private organizations. They, yeah. you know, follow uh, state law, but federal law. Right. Specifically, what this law would apply to, yes, are private agencies. But right now, the private agencies are not allowed to discriminate based on any of those things. Mm-hmm. But it's it's another one of these uh, religious freedoms. <laughs> so you you can you know condemn a child to living in a group home or in um, to be trapped in the system for the rest of their lives. To avoid them going home. <laughs> right. I mean, it's shitty, but it doesn't, it seems like, I mean, if it's, a, if it's a religious based 
private institution, I guess they should be allowed to do that. It's horrible that they would want to do that, but. But it's the same argument that, you know, uh, a, a cake maker shouldn't be forced to make a cake for a, a gay couple getting married. No, it's but it's not a Christian gay, like a Christian cake company. You just happen to be Christian. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure it is a Christian cake company, <laughs> but I, I see your argument. But I think that the, but the piece of, of the puzzle that makes their argument completely moot is the fact that you're talking about children and you're talking about putting them into loving homes. And if you're prioritizing your faith over the needs of the child, you're not a good person. You won't get any argument on that one. <laughs> so the next thing I have is in Texas, there's a uh, an anti-transgender bill. Of course, they're not calling it that, but it's called SB6. It is North Carolina style bathroom yes. discrimination. <laughs> So basically, and it's not just a bill, but they are putting, they are mobilizing what they're calling Operation One Million Voices. So they're trying to get a whole group of of pastors, uh, pastors who represent over 150,000 people over the next two months on a campaign that to educate people in the state. And they've started putting out commercials basically saying that kids are uncomfortable if uh, transgender students are allowed to go into the bathroom of their of their choosing, as opposed to of their you know natural birth or whatever, that's making the other kids uncomfortable, and that they uh, they're they're going to use that as a like a propaganda machine to try and get this uh, SB six to to go out. And they've got a couple commercials on this website, which is on uh, Think Progress. It's it's quite. It's quite amazing. They're apparently organizing 300 pastors from all over the state to try and get all of their uh, parishioners on board mm. so mm. that they can continue this anti-LGBT. So this is this is a, a private organization or did, are they telling me that they're spending taxpayer. like taxpayer money on commercials to right. educate people about the dangers of transgenderedness? It is a private organization. Uh, apparently, okay. it's being it's being led by Vision America, which was founded by Rick Scarborough, the former Baptist preacher. He proposed class action suit against homosexuals. <laughs> what? Yeah, and uh, he has read, <laughs> regularly said that AIDS is God's punishment on gay people. Mm-hmm. He also apparently said he's willing to be burned to death while opposing marriage equality, but so far that has not happened. <laughs> mm, please. <laughs> yeah. If there's any way we can help with that. I was going to say, does, does, does his willingness absolve people of the crime? He said it was okay. <laughs> well, the one big commercial has a, I don't know how old she is. Oh, she's 16. There's one where there's a 16-year-old girl talking about it, and then there's another, she's much younger, I don't know, 10 or so. Uh, talking about how she would be uncomfortable if she knew that transgenders could could come into her locker room or she refers to it as places of privacy. Okay, She's well, not an actor, right? <laughs> <laughs> One, they're probably not going to share the stall with you, so you're okay there. Uh, two, you won't know, so you're okay there. <laughs> Unless something else goes on in women's rooms that I'm not aware of, because yeah. I'm I go into the bathroom, I do my business, I wash my hands, and I leave. I, I don't interact with anybody. God forbid if I have to, I will. But uh, you know, I definitely don't. You know, check their zone to see what's going on between their legs. It's it's just really foreign to me. This like it would make them uncomfortable. So we are valuing the comfort of 
this 16 year old actress over the comfort of transgendered individuals. Well, and, and you want to force somebody that uh, who in, by all appearances is female to go into the men's room. That doesn't make any sense. That does not. She's got a penis. Sense. Not necessarily. <laughs> she had a penis though. <laughs> <laughs> I also wanted to mention the, uh, the Elizabeth, the 16 year old that they have one on one commercial. She said that, well, I would feel uncomfortable if, if, you know, she doesn't say it this way, but one of them were in uh, were in my locker room. I got to tell you, uh, I was uncomfortable in my high school locker room, and I'm pretty sure there were no transgender <laughs> people. <laughs> so I don't know what to say except get over it because, yeah. I, like yeah. I said, I was uncomfortable, and I knew there were all guys there. Like I'm I with even... you. That and I, I understood. Like, so what you're saying is teens feel awkward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Are all of them um, little girls? Well, yeah, women are the only ones in danger. Yeah, yeah. No uh-huh. talks about the men being in danger. Seriously, <laughs> just you can beat off a lesbian, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the one commercial has a little girl and her father, and then the other one has a sixteen-year-old. And in any case, it's a basically they they call it out on Think Progress as a campaign to uh, spread false information. Well, it, it reminds me of it's helicopter parenting just taken to the extreme. I mean, we see them on campus all the time, these little precious children who have had vanilla upbringings with only people that are the same color as them and the, believe the same thing. And all the school buses, everybody stops around them and they step out in front of cars constantly. And they're shocked by the fact that there are people that, you know, dress differently than them and have different beliefs. And they're, stuffed into these little cocoons of quote normalcy that don't exist in the real world. This, these poor kids are not going to have the, the the tools to live in real society. If you're going to treat them like this, it's ridiculous. The Can we just make third, th- third bathrooms just to shut these people up yeah. <laughs> for a little, I mean, like I have to assume at one point in time at local places, there was only one bathroom. And then someone was like, Oh my God, we can't have men going around women. Or maybe women just weren't allowed to go to the bathroom, period. I don't know. <laughs> women are at but, home. Uh, would it be, I mean, can we just do the third one or just make them all, all unisex? I'm so sick about hearing about fucking bathrooms. Or just have one bathroom with um, individually, you know, doors that go floor to ceiling, at real doors that you can't peek through and just have individual little bathrooms. Yeah, how about we yeah, go to the Borgata. They have like that, the Borgata in Atlantic City. Really? <laughs> Follow Steve Wynn. <laughs> Yeah, that, no, I see. Down. That's that's not a bad idea, and I, I see where you're going with that. There don't the bathrooms do not have to accommodate quite so many people if this is such a huge issue. Because I think Jared's right. I think at one point bathrooms were just outhouses made yeah. for one person at a time. There wasn't a men's outhouse and a ladies' outhouse. Yeah, go I didn't back to ever that model. Understand that when I went to concerts that you had, you know, the the porta potties. Porta potties. You, <laughs> you had male and female porta potties. I'm like, what? Wait, why? <laughs> There's, uh, they're as crappy as they are for everyone. Why do we have to make different lines? Because uh, some of us have to sit down, and you people pee on the seat. So yeah, as we sit down, well, yeah. sure. Not usually at a porta potty, though. <laughs> Occasionally, <laughs> I barely will piss this, in one. This is our problem. Yeah, you people. That's why they started adding those shoots on the side. That you piss in that thing and don't pee on yeah, the seat. That's fine. Yeah, you guys in they. You guys continue to enjoy your hour and a half line and we'll be immediately. Whatever. <laughs> well, I like the, the giant ones they've been putting in places. They have this six person men's pier. Uh, oh, sure. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. 
Oh my god, like I a, dealt with that in state college all the time. The trough. The trough. <laughs> yeah. The trough, sure. That is gross. <laughs> it is, but it's quick. Yes, it is. <laughs> There's room to squeeze in. You're good to go. <laughs> All right. Hey, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, Governor Cuomo, believe it or not. Uh, so he put out a bill. For, uh, no, it was a budget. He put out a budget that was spending uh, $419 million funds on charter schools. And basically it was all be go- going to be going to uh, the religious schools. However, the Secular Coalition for America uh, apparently sent them a, a letter saying, could you not do that? Mm. And uh, so the actual budget that has been put out has that stricken out. So $419 million was removed from the budget uh, going to religious schools. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Not going to stop the Betsy DeVos because it's not a law saying you can't do that. But it's it's a step in the right direction. And it does only affect New York public schools. But it is is a step in the right direction. And he did have to be, you know, talked to first. But (laughs) – you know, Did you guys you gotta, catch our comment. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right no, go ahead. About, I was just uh, going to say you gotta, you gotta, you know, give them a shout out when you can. Mm-hmm. Did you catch DeVos's comment about historically black colleges being uh, freedom of choice in school? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even understand that. I, I, maybe I didn't actually hear her comment. I just saw it on an article, and it didn't make sense to me. What did <laughs> that's, she say? That's how her comments work. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess. Well, I, I'm correct in assuming that you know, traditionally all black schools were created because black kids couldn't go to the other schools. Right. Okay. So what and was she's looking at? Like, hey, we just gave black people a choice of going to black schools <laughs> and white schools, but, uh, and they chose the black ones. Yeah. Hey. Is that similar to the uh, Ben Carson thing? The, all the I uh, think he's getting too much flack for that one. All the African American immigrants who came in on the bottom of the ships, <laughs> yeah. all, all those dreams they had of their descendants being better—not the dreams of getting off the goddamn boat, but <laughs> or the dream of going back home where they didn't want to leave in yeah. the first place. Yeah. So how was he getting a bad rap for that? I just feel that he meant like. Like, not to say, like, these are actual immigrants, but, like, it's a different type of immigrant. They were forced immigrants <laughs> in a way. <laughs> well, to be even more charitable, I think he was more talking about um, the next generation of people that weren't slaves or, you know, the second next generation that weren't slaves choosing to stay and making a, a, a new life in this country instead well, of going back. he really did say there were immigrants at the bottom of slave ships. <laughs> that, that's, yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he was referring to the ones that were born after <laughs> He's an idiot. <laughs> but if you did, I did watch a little bit more. There were more clips of, of idiocy that he yeah. was talking during that speech. I just, man, does he have somebody who like rereads his speech before he goes out on stage? Because the answer is no. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> I have thought spent like a large portion of my life assuming that all these people in all these positions had handlers and filters to make sure that this doesn't. Boy, was yeah. I wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, next thing I have in Indiana, a resolution passed this week, 40 to 9. The resolution is to support teachers choosing to teach a diverse curriculum when it comes to Uh-oh, intelligent science. design and creation. I knew it. Yeah. Uh, so basically, when you're in a biology class or, or any sort of science class and they bring up evolution, the teachers have the ability to bring up alternative facts, <laughs> alternative yeah theories on evolution uh, if the teacher sees fit so basically allows your christian teacher to downplay evolution as much as they want 
Uh, is that? Did you say Indiana? That is Indiana. Yes. Yeah, man, I love that guy. Fucking Pence. <laughs> <laughs> and another one in Alabama too. Yeah, I, I, I trust them to make bad decisions. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nearly the same as what it looks like. Well, um, yeah, these are being written by other people and uh, and offered as um, you know, this you might try to do this. Right. We think this yeah. is a good idea. Absolutely, and. It has to, I mean, there's no way that it's not in some way related to DeVos. Like, the organizations that she's associated with uh, makes me angry. Yeah. (laughs) I hope people realize that this shit doesn't normally go on in other first world countries. Like, it's just really us. (laughs) Like, you think in communist China, they're worried about intelligent design and shit like that? They're they're secular based, so no. (laughs) There is more religion in other governments like in England. I mean, it, there it's the church of England is the official church of England. Um, th- there is religious education in school, but it is more religious education. It's not just Christian. Anglicanism. So they get their science along with it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can tell by the number. I mean, the, if you look at the polls in the UK, atheism versus Christian, the atheist numbers are through the roof compared to the United States. Mm. Oh, wow. Really? Well, I, I think because they teach, you know, kind of a comparative religion kind of thing. This is this is what re- religion is. And this is what people believe. And here's some science. And this is what we can prove. So they they, <laughs> they teach realistically, yeah. more realistically. Where is this country going to be in 50 years? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm hoping for a backlash after Trump. Yeah. Mm. Um, last couple of things I wanted to mention. Kansas. Uh, they consider they're they're currently considering a resolution against assisted assisted suicide, and again, it's the same argument that we've discussed before. So I don't know if we really need to spend any time on it. But the argument is basically: we value life. We don't want to take a step of looking down this corridor where we negate the value of life and we assist people in dying. You don't individually have to. It turns out you you can take a you know a stance that you don't want to participate, and everybody is okay with that. <laughs> Yeah, there was a good article by uh, a guy named Matt Witt on Neil Gorsuch and why he's against Neil Gorsuch. I'm going to include it on the website. Um, Basically, he says that his problem with Neil Gorsuch is not political. It's personal Hmm. because his – well, both his uh, mother and father are dead now. Uh, His father more recently – well, they live in Oregon. So under the Oregon Death with Dignity Act, when he had less than six months to live, he could ask his doctor to – prescribed medication to end his life. Not all doctors would do that, but they were required to then refer him to other doctors. Sure. If they would reject. So, I mean, then that's, that makes perfect sense. I don't want to, you know, you don't want to prescribe a lethal dose of something to me because of your beliefs. I, okay. I understand that. Sure. Give me the name of someone who will. (laughs) But his mother, on the other hand, I don't uh, – I believe – yeah, she was living in California, at the, and at the time, she couldn't ask for an overdose. Uh, she couldn't do anything except, according to the law, she could stop eating, and that would be her choice to commit suicide. Yeah. And that's what she did. So she had to suffer through starvation. Oh, my God. Yeah. In order to not suffer through the pain of the, the cancer that was developing. Yeah. It's a strong read if you get a chance. You can yeah. take a look at it. Is this the last thing I have? Uh, a couple of things. So in New Mexico, 
Uh, they are. This is actually good news. Oh, good. They. <laughs> it looks like they may be becoming the seventh state to ban LGBT conversion therapy. Oh, good. Across the state, so but it's only seven though. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> but yay, one more. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is one I wanted to ask you about. Uh, what do you what do you think about this? Because I'm I'm actually a little torn on this. In Indiana, the school districts uh, there was a school district's holiday concert uh, was deemed as being illegal. There was a lawsuit in Indiana. I don't know if it was from Freedom from Religion. I don't know who it was, but this, so they produced a nativity. Uh, it's an hour and 20 minutes long. You can watch the whole thing on the website if you'd like. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, all Christian. Includes a nativity. Uh, it's it's all you know the whole Christmas deal. And a judge ruled. Uh, apparently, the ACLU and Freedom from Religion Foundation uh, called the courts to put a stop to it. And there was a uh, a judge has ruled that the judge was ruled that it was illegal that the church that the school should not be funding a pure Christian nativity play. And I'm kind of torn on this because. I, I mean, I understand the the whole, you know, the schools using tax money uh, and that tax money shouldn't be going to support a religion. But at the same time, basically, what what if you were to have a play that was all about Greek mythology and you had a kid playing Apollo and another kid playing? I mean, well, would, I get, would that get the same response? Well, that's the question, I think. For I mean, does the school just do Christian type productions? I mean, did, did they have, or could people do an, you know, an Apollo-centered show? If you if you allow for other religious viewpoints in your school, then sure, you can do a nativity thing. If as long as people aren't forced to do it and equitable money is allowed for other things, sure, I think it's I think it's okay. But if it was ex- exclusively only we're going to do the nativity, no questions, nothing else could be done, then there's a problem. Well, apparently it's been doing this uh, – the school has been doing this for more than 30 years. Wow. So well, it's distinctly a, you know – A tradition. Yeah. yeah it's that a particular tradition. play or plays of that ilk? What they said, it, it's, they call it a spectacular. <laughs> uh, it's a Christian spectacular that uh, the Concord High School – Oh, it's called uh, they, a Christian spectacular? Um, that's what it was called by John Trout, who was the district superintendent. I don't yeah. think – uh, I don't think they specifically said Christian, but it is acting exclusively acting out the legend of Jesus' birth. Hmm. Right. So what, why would you, why did you say that you're not sure why that, that you're not feeling the same opposition to this? Tell me more. Well, because like I said, if, if the same school, like they do this, what if then the next week they did a, an Islamic play, which you can't, really do because you can't portray Muhammad. <laughs> but uh bad example maybe. More or more of my the Greek thing or maybe a Roman, you know, or any sort of other religious belief from from history. If you Hanukkah. Do, mm-hmm. does that if you were to do that, does that make having a Christian one okay? Sure. I think so. Ideally you do none of those things because you know then the poor atheist kids have to sit through all of that. <laughs> But I don't know. It's tough to create a world where, you know, no one, no one is inconvenienced and no one feels excluded. But yes, it, I, I think if you show support in favor of one religion and not the others, then the, it should be an all or nothing situation. I think it's hard to say without knowing enough. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe the the right answer is to not have any religious 
programming in the school though because yes. yeah I, I think that that is probably the right answer because otherwise you're always going to you know be discriminating discriminating against somebody you know the the, the one buddhist in the school the one little kid sitting there going, wow, wow, all of these people with all of these shows, and I'm the only Buddhist here, and they have nothing for me. It, okay. <laughs> so maybe you don't do any then. You leave it to the churches to do that, because you are always going to exclude somebody, because you can't have an atheist religious show. Well, I mean, you, I suppose you could, but it would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> so then my question is, if, you, if you're taking that stance, well, so I'm taking it a little step further. If you're taking that stance, then can you, uh, if you do a play, can you do a nativity scene as a literary reference? Now, the school was not doing this. Sure. But um, if you were to take a piece of the Bible out and put it as a play for the, from the school and do it as a literary thing. I think that's different. I mean, they, from the look of this, they were doing the actual nativity scene, a live nativity yeah. scene. So it was full on Christian. But, you know, it, I can't think of uh, a literary work put to play, you know, put to um, the stage offhand, but there's got to be one which has religious parts in it. So n no, I think um, plays can have those things in them. Right. Now I can understand how maybe from your point of view, and I think this is a fair and accurate point of view, that because all of these things are fiction, that they should all be treated equally. But I think for a vast majority of people, that's simply not the case. People don't, you know, look at a, a play about Greek mythology you know, the story of Perseus or something like that and equate it to the passion of the Christ or the nativity, or, you know, you can't do, I don't know what you can do these days, but you know, you can't do a theatrical version of, of Tom Sawyer and be like, well, that's, you know, that's, that's fiction. The Bible's fiction. We can do both. Let's do, uh, let's do Noah. Let's do the story of let's do. So I, I don't know. I, I think that when you are representing mainstream religion in your public schools, it's best to just avoid all of it. Mm. Now, I will say that I do agree with the, the judges. What the judge actually said in the matter was, he said, the manner in which the living nativity scene was presented and its context within the show combined to create an impermissible message of religious endorsement. Sure. So that that you know, like I said, all in all, I think that 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 all makes sense. I'm just I'm a little worried when we confront things. We being atheists confront things, and basically, anytime there's religion mentioned, we have to fight it. And it's, and I'm a little torn by it just because it is part of American history. It's part of the world's history. Mm. So I think we need to kind of look for that line. Sure. But I, I think the history, I think, is probably the right word. You need to look at it in, in a historical context and not in a let's compare this to science context. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, hey, the next thing that I have is actually a book that um, was was written by Ali Rizvi, and I might be pronouncing that wrong, but um, is a book on Muslim atheists. And I thought it was very interesting. I'd kind of like to talk about it a little bit. But uh, hey, Jared, where could you find that book? <laughs> There's plenty of places. But <laughs> for you, Ray, yes. and the listeners of Profane Argument, Audible is offering a free audio book download with a free 30-day trial to give your opportunity to check out their service. You can listen to the book Ray just mentioned, which I forgot already. <laughs> the, the Atheist Muslim. 
Oh, is that that's the one you were talking about? Yeah. Okay, the atheist, uh, uh, atheist Muslim: A Journey from Religion to Reason. That alone makes me want to read it. Religion <laughs> to Reason. That's awesome. Or a very famous book, The Satanic Verses from Salman Rushdie, which he almost died over. Ooh, that's a classic. Come on. Yeah. So if you want to download those, uh, your free audio book today, go to audibletrial.com slash profane argument. Boy, did I really botch that one today. Sorry. You <laughs> caught me <on> the <laughs> Uh, that's okay. The transition didn't go when I like I wanted, so <laughs> uh, I didn't get there. So, but in any case, uh, yeah, this give me was, some warning next time. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> this book is sounds interesting. I have not read it yet or listened to it, uh, but I definitely want to because it it really brings up something that I think a lot of people, a lot of atheists, are having issue with. So, for example, a lot of atheists, uh, a lot of the le- the, the left leaning people are against people like Sam Harris because Sam Harris is against Islam and he is very vocal about it. And uh, I agree with most of what Sam says on this subject, um, but not necessarily the way he, he the way he presents it, I guess. And this book looks to be, and again, I haven't read it yet, but it looks like he's drawing a distinction between saying things against Islam and saying things against Muslims. And I think that that's something that when you're, especially when you're an atheist and you're against religion in general, and you're, you, you're trying to get a point about Islam out that we do watch and make sure that we're not insulting all Muslims. Because the one thing he pointed out is that he and his family, although they were Muslim, they're very modern Muslim. They're like saying, I'm a Catholic here in America. They don't go to church. They're, what were they called? The, 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 the people who just go for Christmas and Easter? Creasters. The Creasters. <laughs> <laughs> and that he, uh, you know, they never, the, you know, they did all the things that were required of them being Muslim, but they weren't really dedicated to it. So they didn't pray every X number of hours, whatever it is. Well, actually, I have a question. Mm-hmm. And I think I have an answer already, but I'm going to confirm. So Islam is the religion and Muslims are the people that follow the religion of Islam. Yes. Okay. Can you be a Muslim and not follow Islam or is it? Well, I don't, I mean, I, I think the answer to that is spe- specifically no, Okay. but like Zoroastrianism is similar to Islam, but it's really not. Uh, it predates all but it has a lot of similar things. So I'm, I'm not really sure if it's 100% yes to that answer. Okay. Well, I mean, generally, yes. But I ask because he says the atheist Muslim. So he, does he still consider himself Muslim? Well, I think he... I think can, you, he, can you be both? He considers himself ex-Muslim. Okay. But at the same time... So here's the thing. When he, he, he wrote this book and he told his parents about his atheism, they were fine with it. Hmm. They had some arguments, but... Like he wasn't getting disowned is one thing that he says. But the one response that his mother said, well, I think your book will do well, inshallah, which means God willing. Mm. It's part of the culture. It's it's ingrained that if you wish someone well, you end it with inshallah, meaning God willing, even though they're, it's an atheist book. And she's hoping that his book about atheism will do well, God willing. Mm. It's like saying, God bless you. When someone sneezes or, well, thank God for that. So a lot of people say it and don't really mean what they're saying. No, it's just reflexive. Yeah. Oh, God, I say that stuff all the time. I just said it now. (laughs) (laughs) So, Jared, do you consider yourself to be Jewish even though you're not Jewish? Nope. 
Okay. I argue with this with people all the time, hmm. all the time. Well, in that case, is possibly a little different because an argument can be made that uh, Jews is uh, Judaism is the religion, but you can be Jewish and uh, not have any religion whatsoever, but because you were a descendant of Jews. But how? Why well, wouldn't it be the same with Muslims and Christians? That also <laughs> brings up the whole thing. The, the argument that I have all the time is like I can't write down Jew as my race. No, on a piece of paper when it when asked. So it's a religion because anybody can become a Jew. That is true. The difference being, though, a Muslim is in no way race. There's no race that is Muslim. Right. You ask half of this country, and there is right. And but yeah, but that happens wrong. <laughs> and I sure. really want to stress my argument these days, considering how much hate Jews have been getting across this country. Yeah. Because despite what I say, there are people out there who are still going to think I'm a Jew. Sure, right, and that's that's a problem. That's yeah. <laughs> and you might only so. be half Jew, but it's like being it's like being half black. You're still black, <laughs> right? You're still <laughs> <a> Jew. <laughs> if shit goes down and like things go rampant, it's someone in my town would be like, "Hey, Jared's a Jew, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, let's go fucking burn a cross on his lawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And anyway. We, but we, that, finally, we diverged a bit. Sorry. No, no, actually not at all. I mean, that's kind of my point is I think we do have to discuss the idea that we, we shouldn't insult Muslims like Muslims are the people. The, the, the people people may believe silly ideas, but we shouldn't insult the people. We should attack the ideas. Sure. Well, that's what Sam Harris says cons- consistently is that it's a war on ideas, not a war on people. Right. And you can't insulting islam is not a racial insult it's not a it, it can't it can't be i mean in, indonesians are completely different than pakistanis or you know it, it's not there, there's a racial divide there and they're all muslims right there are i don't know oz tells me there's tons of black dudes in prisons that are muslims <laughs> yeah sure exactly oh yeah from somalia to indonesia that's a huge range of of brown colors <laughs> 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 that was a good try, but boy, it was really just confusing and wrong. <laughs> the brown rainbows of Benetton. <laughs> uh, but I understood it. That's yeah. really. Somehow it reminded me of that one stupid ad that was up in the school that was, you know, treat everybody equal, whether they're brown, yellow, black, or normal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just wrong. Yes, it is. Uh, so I think I'm going to change the order up a little bit on this. Sorry, but, uh, I wanted to bring this up real quick. There was a poll put out, uh, well, actually mostly regarding religion, but I found it very interesting in this poll. The, a lot of things were asked about your particular religion, who you think is discriminated against. And what came back was a, a high percentage came back and said that Muslims were being discriminated against. But if you were a white Protestant, evangelical, yeah, specifically, mm-hmm. that you uh, white evangelical Protestants came back and said that they were way more per- persecuted than Muslims are in America. That's gold. <laughs> it's Do proof. they not understand what the word persecution means? That's got to be key <laughs> to this. Yes. It has okay. to be. <laughs> well, or another key is that they've been told so many times over and over and over again that they are discriminated against that 
they believe it. You, you say something often enough and people believe you, especially if you have a position of you know power and influence over people like a preacher does. But this has been a, a you know a constant drone into these people's ears for decades. The war on Christmas every year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so according to the poll, 66%, so two-thirds of all Americans say that, yes, Muslims are, are discriminated against in America, while 33, so one-third, say that Christians are somewhat discriminated against in America. Oh. <laughs> but, but if you just look at the people who said that they were white Protestants, 44% said that Muslims, yeah, Muslims are, but 57% said that they were. <laughs> but make sure you include the evangelical because it's the evangelical Protestants, not the mainline Protestants. That is, yes, that is true. But yeah, they are delusional. They have been misled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, again, I, I would have to, you know, further ask, tell me more. In what ways are you not allowed to practice your religion freely or... Are people, you know, uh, attacking your churches? Is there violence against you in the streets? Are you not allowed to wear your religious symbols and vestments out in public? I, I don't. I don't think you fully understand what persecuted means. Are your uh, freedoms restricted in some way because you're a white evangelical Protestant person? Clearly, Ian, it's calling it a holiday party and not a Christmas party. Oh, the humanity! <laughs> Well, it, you know, it's, go ahead. I'm sorry. It's the the inability to foist their religion on other people is what they feel held down, you know held down about. Does anybody here watch uh, Orange Is the New Black? I do. No. The pencil Tucky. This is her. <laughs> well, I don't know what her real name is. That's what they call her on the show. Yeah, I do. I I, I know who who you're referencing, and yeah. I mean. How far into the show are you? We are uh, just finished the first season. Yeah. Right, give it a few more seasons. Uh, that's <laughs> the only reason I'm hesitant. Okay. In she, the first season, they, she they, is these people. <laughs> right. Again, but for the wrong reasons, and they definitely develop her character further. But yes, absolutely. The people who empower her are <laughs> these people. Yes. They, they, the, they, they the tell her. Who, yeah. The people who <laughs> thought that she was a hero for – killing the abortion clinic nurse that landed her in prison mm -hmm. and not her actual motives behind it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. are the people who think they're being persecuted. Yes. And you're right. They are feel persecuted because other people are living their lives normally. <laughs> yes. Are not living life according to their rules. That's, that's some, some sad stuff. I'm yeah. sorry to hear that. I mean, not like, I, like that's a bummer. Not, not that they, I just, I guess that they feel that way. Why? Man, you're living such good lives, people. Come on. <laughs> well, I think part of the reason is because they're not living that good a life. They're they're living, you know, a poor American life, which is better than poor in other, yeah! other countries. Yes, it is. <laughs> if only they didn't buy iPhones, they could get health care. I mean, come <laughs> on. <laughs> well, I'm not going to go that far, but you know, I'm I'm happy to know that I can, you know walk to uh, work most days and there's no like IEDs in the road. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> Might be a pothole or two, but that's it. Right. So uh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't have it too bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I was going to go back and ask Jared what he had to, to say, but uh, apparently he is rebooting. So uh -oh. he will be uh -oh. back with us shortly. <laughs> in the meantime, 
I'm going to move on to this next article that I think uh, fits very well. There's an article by uh, J.C. Weatherby on uh, Medium.com that says it's time to start calling those same white evangelicals what they really are, the American Taliban. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he draws a lot of uh, a lot of different distinctions here that they're, they're very clear. The idea that the Taliban wants to, you know, control the religion, uh, control, but not only that, control education, keep the like keeping little girls from going to school, keeping religion inside the school, the, the school curriculum. I mean, these are these are things that you can really draw straight lines over right to the Taliban. And I was wondering if it sounds like we are all in agreement on this. Unfortunately. Right. And it's not all shocking. I mean. As far as the drawings, you can – that's what we've explored on this show before. You can draw straight lines across the religions. So their extremists are identical. Yes. Like, yeah. you know, there's obviously minor variations in, in all of the religions. But, you know, that that's why – yeah, this does not surprise me at all. It surprises me that someone would throw that in their face, and that's good for him. I don't even know who J.C. Weatherby is, but he's okay by my book. Yeah, I really don't know much about him, but yeah, it, it makes sense. And again, I'll post it on the webpage. But there's a whole whole lot of different things. The uh, denying rights of LGBT, the hell-bent ejecting science and conforming to religious themes. There's, It's just, it's fairly well thought out. He's, a, he's an interesting person. He's a game artist, a novelist, a musician, future sentinel. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I'm out. He's not friends with me anymore. <laughs> that sounds a bit off. Cyberpunk yeah. animated series. He's created Evo Chronic. I don't know what the heck that is, but it sounds interesting. Yeah, but every once in a while, it's funny. Some of these evangelical Christians will tip their hat as to what the next step will be if they get their way, if they continue to get their way. I mean, they say things like, well, if wouldn't, wouldn't, women wouldn't get raped or wouldn't women wouldn't need um, birth control if they kept an aspirin between their knees. Um mm-hmm. They every once in a while they'll come out with things about women's place. It, it wouldn't it be good if the women stopped working because then there would be enough jobs for all the men. Every once in a while they'll you know they'll tip their hat and and bring out things from the 1950s, which is where, really where they want to go. And all of this is on a continuum. These are just the first shots, and it's only going to get worse if they continue to get their way. And it is exactly what he says it is. It is the complete control of society according to their rules. And that is the Taliban. That's what they do. Yeah. I mean, getting worse for you, maybe. I could use a sweet new job with less shoveling. <laughs> Snow shoveling, specifically. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I could see how, I mean, so let's uh, let's take the argument. So if all of a sudden half of the population stopped working, despite the, the, their talent, despite whatever else other argument, if half the population didn't work anymore and went home and did all the cooking and the cleaning – would that make all these people happy? Maybe not Betsy DeVos because she'd have to go home. But <laughs> right. No, it would, it would, it would, well, no, it would make the, the, whoever thought of that idea happy. Yeah. But then they would realize the folly of their ways. Nah, I don't yeah, know. You don't want people around. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, how does Betsy DeVos though ha- have this, you know, belief in the evangelical Christian? How does she believe it in this, doctrine and be you know in charge of the department department of education well you got to get inside people to help roll back progress so that you can adhere to these ideas she hasn't had a job this is her first job and it was given to her in a really shady way true she didn't earn this job she didn't rise to this position she was planted in this position 
to help subvert the American education system. And put it, you know, back to the 1950s and put herself out of a job. Counterproductive. Oh, she could go back to being a dilettante. That sounds like <laughs> a pretty good time. So I think I'm on board. I think I'm going to start using that as often as I can. The uh, referring to the American Taliban. <laughs> the American Taliban. Yeah. Whenever people <laughs> refer to evangelicals. Well, yeah, that'll only scare people, though, because they will immediately jump to Muslim Taliban. You have to say American Christian fundamentalist Taliban. I think Christian's good enough. Okay. <laughs> American Christian Taliban. All right. It's a happy medium. Yeah. All right. So let's get into all the stuff that is going on. Well, mostly in the news. Ugh. Stuff that CNN is covering all the time. So I want to just talk a little bit about the, the CIA hacking stuff that came out on uh, WikiLeaks. Because not, there's, there's a lot of confusion. Yeah. Now, not all of it has been released yet. So some of it is like teasers. I think there's a lot more that they're still going through. Sure, sure. But I think even when we started this conversation, I don't know if it was before we were recording or not, but we there was a crack about, uh, you know, microwaves listening into your conversation. <laughs> yeah. There is a very clear and concise interview with Michael Hayden that Stephen Colbert did. Did you guys see this on the I Colbert didn't. Show? That sounds exciting, though. Oh, he was the ex-CIA guy? Yeah, he's okay. a former head of the CIA. He went on, uh, what is it, late The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. And uh, <laughs> Stephen basically asked him, so is the government spying on us via our phones and televisions? And he goes, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's It was so refreshing after watching CNN when you get a question in an interview and the person's like, well, if you look at blah, and it just, you know, did, he asked a yes or no question and got a no. <laughs> and then he asked the next question. He's like, if, if the answer were yes, would you tell me? And he said, yes. <laughs> there was no dodging the question. There was no anything. It was the whole, the whole discussion was like that. And it was very, it was very good. It was very entertaining as well. But uh, basically what he says is, look, yes, the CIA investigates into how to spy on people. They're a spy organization. That's what they do. <laughs> you know, he, he what, made the CIA purely. Yeah. yeah. But, and he also, he makes it very clear that for the CIA to use something like this on American would be illegal mm -hmm. unless there was a court order. So they would have to have an order from a judge. And to get that order, they would need to present evidence as to why they need it. Well, and I think a, a lot, one of the reasons this is in the news at the moment is because of Trump's idiocy yeah. and how you know he, he, the trump tower was hacked our phone uh, his wires were tapped his phone was personally wiretapped wiretapped yeah by president obama yeah. unless of course you ask his minions just because he said wiretapping <laughs> he didn't necessarily mean wiretapping are you doing air quotes i think there's air quotes in there <laughs> well no that's 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 what good old sean spicer said but yeah. i mean clearly he was lying <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean, I think a lot of this stems back to the fact that the conversation between um, Flynn and the the Russian was heard. But the only reason they weren't tapping Flynn, they were tapping the Russian. It is expected that diplomats in, in countries are routinely wiretapped. That I'm not at all surprised about. And, I'm, and the CIA, that's what they do. That's what they're supposed to do. Flynn just got caught up in it because he was talking to the Russian guy. 
It just tells you again that Flynn should not have been the national security advisor to the White House. If he can't, if he can't remember that the Russian ambassador is going to be listened to, yeah, I, I just don't understand how he, I, how his brain works. It didn't make any sense. No, I'm back. Yeah. Oh, hey. <laughs> and anyone who's listening to the YouTube, hey, technical difficulties. <laughs> but I'm back, baby. Woohoo! Just got. Something from CNN on Trump's uh, just before we started recording. Trump's tax re- tax report from 2005 became public. Oh, yeah. From Rachel Maddow. I would just say not willingly. No, now I don't know who got it, and where they got it from at this point. But in 2005, he paid 38 million dollars in federal income tax on more than 150 million for an effective rate of 25 percent, and reported a 105 million dollar write down. That was a write down. That's a fair question. Sounds like a business loss. Oh, is that the time when he lost so much money that he gets to... Uh, Credit it for years, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know enough about the tax law to uh, really understand that. Yeah, I think... But, but 2005, I mean, really, we're looking for like, you know, 10 last, years after that. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Wow. He reported a $916 million loss in 1995, which enabled him to avoid paying income taxes for decades. $916 million? Loss. Wow. Yeah. That seems suspicious, but wow. Yeah. But he's a he's a powerful successful businessman. Blah yeah. blah blah. <laughs> Did you happen to catch any of the uh Fareed Zakaria's most uh most powerful man in the world? <laughs> no. What was that? Uh it was all about uh, Vladimir Putin. Nice. It was interesting. Hmm. Jumped around a bit, but uh it was very interesting. I think it was a uh, <laughs> Quite a big snub for Trump. CNN's story, most powerful man in the world, all about Vladimir Putin. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they did that just to get a reaction out of Trump. I think CNN definitely is playing head games with him at times. Although I guess according to Forbes, Forbes listed him as the most powerful man, didn't they? Oh, did they? Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's on board. They're calling yeah. him out. Yeah. Vladimir, <laughs> Vladimir Putin, number one. Number two, Donald Trump. Number three, <laughs> Well, it's most powerful person, Angela, Angela Merkel. Angela Merkel. Yeah. I always mispronounce her name. Number five, Pope Frank. <laughs> okay, that is uploading, and I am recording now. But I've got a heavy blue line through here for some reason. I don't know what the hell's going. On. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll just run with it. So we were we were just talking about the uh, the CIA hacking, mm. and basically, yes, we are aware that the phones phones can be hacked into and conversations can be recorded, but. A couple of the things I wanted to bring up. Kellyanne Conway is an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Turning wow. a microwave wow. into a camera? You need a camera for that. <laughs> and I understand she's uh. not Inspector Gadget, whatever that's supposed to mean. Yeah. But, I mean, not understanding very basic technology. <laughs> you should just keep your mouth shut about technology when that's the case. Well, she clearly got hung up on the words there. The Inspector Gadget thing, well... Makes no sense to anybody who knows who Inspector Gadget is. <laughs> that I think she was referring to. I'm not an expert on gadgets. <laughs> I'm not, not a gadget. Not having person. helicopters fly out of my hat, but <laughs> uh, including the fact that I don't know who Inspector Gadget is. <laughs> uh, but in any case, Wait, you don't know who Inspector Gadget is. <laughs> no, her. No, her. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I am I am aware of Inspector Gadget. There is kind of another component to that story, though, and that is, you know, the uh, 
your Samsung TV listens for voice commands. You can get the Alexa. You can get the Google. Right. Google Home. Google Home. All these devices that will listen to you. I am way more worried and concerned about corporations listening to me than I am the CIA listening to me. So the thing about the Samsung TV, the, was uh, they went into that a little bit tonight. The Samsung TV, yes, it does listen for voice commands. However, for this for this hack to take place, you physically have to insert a USB stick into the TV <laughs> and, and boot it up in order for it to be able to actually record and report what it hears. Yes. Like, and wasn't it only a certain brand from like a certain year? Yes, yes, 2012 to 2013. Yeah. So I mean, it's very specific. You would need physical access to the TV in order to activate it. Mm. The whole car thing, they've taken over your cars and listen to you. No, they, according to, the, to what was leaked, it specifically said the CIA looked into that technology. Mm. Not that they're using it or that they even decided that it was useful to use. And and like John case, Oliver said, if you're yeah. worried about it, step one, unplug your TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> step two, you're done. Yeah. Uh, and it's, step three. Yeah. It's being way blown way out of proportion. And not that I trust our CIA explicitly, but come on, let's let's actually look at the facts, not just hyperbole. Yeah. The next thing that uh, we have on the list, travel ban. Does anybody have anything on the travel ban? And the reason I ask that is I have heard virtually nothing. It's supposed to come out, what, on the 16th, two days from now? Well, it's out. It's supposed to go into effect. Right. I thought it was I heard it was Iraq is not listed in it, and there's nothing about Christians getting uh, preferential, treatment. preferential treatment in it. Yeah. And, I mean, and green card people can get through. Right. It's basically, Not if you're Muhammad Ali's son, though. <laughs> yeah, he's been stopped twice now. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. It is rewritten to um, pass through the hoops that the judiciary set up so far. It's still – I don't think it will stand. I think Hawaii already has it has, – has it blocked for Hawaii? And somebody else I think was lining up to block it again. Well, th- the problem is – I think is Washington that, jumped in on it. Yeah, yeah, Washington. The problem is is that everybody knows and you could play the recordings of Trump saying that he wants a Muslim ban. He said a hundred times in how many rallies – he was going to do this. So all they have to do is go into court and say, play. This is what he's doing. Or the one of Giuliani saying it. Or the one of Giuliani saying he wanted me to write it so that it would get through the judiciary. <laughs> Everybody knows what make it is. It make a Muslim ban legal. And right. he's the one who's behind it. <laughs> right. But from what I'm understanding, those the like the attorney general in Washington who went after it the first time, he said that they're reviewing it and looking at it. But – my understanding is, as far as Trump is concerned, he's going to keep pushing at this and keep rewriting it until they lose all, you know, little finger holds to put an end to it. I'm so hoping, I think I think something is getting passed in any case. Right. I, I think since they you know have been down this road a little bit already, I think the lawyers that are fighting against it have now hopefully got their entire full argument in place. And you know, of the you know, let's hit play. And see what he said he was going to do and understand that this is just, you know, wiggling around in semantics to do what he said he was going to do, which is a Muslim ban. So can we just stop this completely and rewriting it again? We'll just come back and have the same argument. So can we not do that? That's my hope. Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think Trump is ever going to concede any anything along that lines. But along with that, we, we I guess we have to talk about the health care bill that that Paul Ryan is 
put out. Yeah. Just the. <laughs> do you think in Do you think in any way that that is that what is being put forth is going to be passed? No. No. I hope not. <laughs> they can't even get all Republicans on board with this one. No. The, yeah, the far right Republicans don't like it, and none of the left likes it. And and no. the near right Republicans don't like it. <laughs> no. Yeah. Some think it's too generous. Yeah. Some think it's it's just bullshit that it's not exactly what they promised. Well, it's in no way what he promised. No. It's completely yeah. not what they – because he said that no one's going to lose their, their health care. Well, Paul Ryan even came out and said, look, some people are going to drop out of the health care system. Yeah. And, of course, according to the uh, Congressional Budget Office, that number is going to be $14 million next year and then another $10 million on top of that in the years to come. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought I heard like $25 million. Yeah, yeah. It, it was like 20, 24, 25 million by in 10 years. 2016. I'm sorry, 2026. Yeah. I don't know what year it is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like next year is 14, 14 million people. Yeah. That's a lot of people. How are you feeling about that? Uh, <laughs> what? How are you feeling? How am I about feeling about that? Yeah. Well, one, I don't think this one's going to go through. And considering the the flack they've been getting at all the town halls is uh, they just need to rethink this somehow to I, I don't know if they can dig themselves out of this fucking hole. No, they can't with this one. I understand why they want to do it because of all the tax breaks that the billionaires will get once Obamacare is gone. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say the 0.5 tax break that they're going to get or whatever, but God forbid we tax them at all. <laughs> these these uh, higher up rich people. But. I don't know how they're going to win this one. There's just no way to sell this no. to anybody, well, even, like even the, diehard Trump supporters. The, the argument amuses me. I mean, Paul Ryan comes on and he says, well, people will, you know, the, the young and healthy people will choose not to purchase health care. What's well, like, well, the, what happens when young, healthy person is no longer healthy? They get in a car accident or they get brain cancer or testicular cancer, anything, or they have an unexpected baby. All of those things cost the taxpayers money, ultimately, because they can't pay the bills. I mean, somebody gets in a horrible car accident and um, is paralyzed. That millions of dollars that they have no money, or very little money, presumably. Um, so we all get to pick up that tab. The whole point of insurance is to have everybody insured and share um, the burden it's like the one Republican is arguing that um, he doesn't want. Why should he have to pay for prenatal care? That's how insurance works. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's what I love about Paul Ryan is he's like right now the system is healthy people are paying for sick people. Yeah, that's how insurance Everyone's works. Like, yeah, that's how that's what insurance. <laughs> is. That that's how that's what this bargain is. It's you know collectively we pay all pay a little so that when there is a large cost, it's it's spread out amongst a whole bunch of people. That's what insurance is. <laughs> I think at one point he was—he almost was trying to draw an analogy between auto insurance. He, I, I swear to God, he was going to say that, well, if you don't have a car, you don't have to pay insurance. Because he, he said car in one of the interviews, of the, but then he quickly backed off and started – because I think he realized yeah. not everyone has a car. Everyone has health. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if you have a car, you have to have insurance on it. Right. Yes. I mean, why not let people choose to not have insurance on their car? They get beater cars and they don't get insurance. And if they get into an accident, they just walk away from it. Why not allow that? Gosh. This is going to be tough because I've even seen Fox News hosts railing them on this. Yeah. 
uh, I think Tucker Carlson was uh, oh, yeah. was talking to Paul Ryan. He was like, he's like, bottom line, you're saying that like some people are going to lose their insurance, like 14 million people. Or no, he was talking about the tax break for the rich. And um, mm-hmm. Paul Ryan just looked at him. He's like, yeah, 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 that's going to happen. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, Carlson's like, I don't want to sound like a leftist, but I don't know if that's such a great thing. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Ryan's like, it's not me, so I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, this was like the one time that I agreed with Tucker and what he was saying. So what this clearly is, is the donors telling them, listen, this is what we want. We we're sick of this tax that we have to pay. Right. So jam whatever you can get through and, you know, fuck everybody else. Fuck poor people. We don't look at yeah. them the same way as normal people do because we're crazy rich. Right. And it's not even just, you know, the catastrophic accidents that people can get into if they don't have insurance. It's the people that have carcinoma they have just you know a, a, a spot of a small spot of cancer on their shoulder and they can't afford to go to get it fixed so ultimately it kills them but if they had had you know hadn't bought that silly iphone and had a thousand dollars spare they could have got it taken care of when it was small so i don't know if you've ever been to a doctor but a thousand dollars doesn't get you very far not very no. far no that stupid iphone comment that chase yeah. made oh my Holy god crap yeah he's a fucking doesn't even get you an x-ray no but where they're going to run into the major problems with this is with this tax credit bullshit that they're doing and that yeah. it's based on age now. Mm-hmm. So the younger you are, I believe. The less the, you get. The, I don't know how it works, but it's a it's a range between like 2000 and like 4000, depending on your age. But there are some people in certain states, traits, uh, states that voted for Trump that are getting like $11,000 tax credit. Already. So they're going to slash that by seven and knock it down to four. Right. You know, and somehow they keep saying this is going to save you money. But I I mean, even the dumbest person is looking at this going, I don't see how this is going to save me money. So I don't know if they're just doing this just to be assholes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, like, I don't know. I don't know why they want to make it so quickly done. It took them years to figure out Obamacare. They knocked this shit out in a month. Well, they had seven years to come up with a plan. And this is what they they came up with. They came up with this one in a month. <laughs> yeah. They don't – the whole idea of providing and having you know universal health care for the populace of the United States is abhorrent to them. And it's cold-blooded and it is un-American. But what is the rush? I mean I know oh, what because, they're saying. They're saying right. Obamacare is a goddamn disaster and, it, and it's, fa- it's, it's spiraling out of control, which everybody knows is not true. No. I'm a fucking moron. And, but, you know – <laughs> it is. We just it, told them it's the Affordable Care Act. They'd be okay with it. But. Yeah. It, it, so, it is. Go ahead. What is – why are they put, Why are they jamming this so hardly right now? I mean uh, they have everything they want. They're going to get whatever they want eventually. Right. Mm. I was gonna, and you're right because they have time. They have, what, another two years before they have to worry about losing control of either the House or the Senate? Yeah. Is, is this one of those things that they have to do in the first 90 days because of that weird law? Because there was something about – because this is a budget – this is not a bill. It's a budget amendment. Right. This is specifically part of the reason it's not doing anything that was promised is because if they try and change anything that is not budgetary, then it falls under it, – it's able to be uh, – Well, not right? even that. They need 60 percent for it to pass. No, they, they need 51 percent. They need to be able to uh, – what's it called when the senator just talks and talks? Filibuster. And talks? Filibuster. Filibuster. God damn. Yeah, and um, Ryan said that too. He's like, look, we can't give you what you want or they'll filibuster this. Right, exactly. So they're doing a budget change. And also, if they do a budget change in the first 90 days to to undo a law 
that was done during the last administration, that budgetary change can no longer be undone. Mm, right. So if they get this passed, that's it. Obamacare they, is, is stripped of what it can do, and they're not able to, to put it back in place. And they only need 50% to do it. Right. It can't be filibustered. But so even if they lose two, yeah, and they and it looks like they've lost at least five so far. It looks that way. So I'm wondering how much strong arming is going to come in. I, I any more, I'll believe anything is possible. So I don't know if can they strong arm those five Republicans to get back in line. I don't know. It's not like they're like looking at it going. I need to look at it further mm-hmm. to decide what I want to do. They're basically saying like, no, this thing's no good. Like Rand Paul is like, this is ridiculous. This is horrible. Yeah. But he's saying it for a different reason than we're saying it for. He wants it yeah. to be even worse. <laughs> uh, Tom Cotton has an issue with it. There was a few other ones. I forget. Well, there was also the, the two Republicans that voted against Betsy DeVos, too. The two women said, right. no, no, are no. Are they against this, too? Yeah, they are. Okay, I hadn't seen. And then I saw an interview with one like Arkansas senator or something like that, and he was like, this one's too generous. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, do you even have any idea what he's talking about? Because I don't. I still don't understand what where that's coming from. I don't think they like the idea of the tax credits at all. No, no they don't. They want yeah. to get rid of the tax credits, and and the whole idea of block grants for Medicaid just makes Medicaid stronger. So I don't think they want to do that either. They would rather get rid of Medicaid altogether. I think, mm. and send it, you know, have the states do it. Ugh. All about states' rights till the states fight against you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Until well, the, the states, fuck do these states think they are? Well, the whole marijuana thing. Yeah, the states are legalizing marijuana, and Sessions is like, well, I've none of that. <laughs> How about states' rights with that? My new, my new favorite quote was the thing about the jobs report, though. Did you guys hear that? <laughs> Spicer, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is unbelievable. What they're- yeah, I, don't, I don't think I did. No. So for all of the campaign and for most of the time that Obama was president, Trump constantly said that the jobs report was bullshit. And right. that it was right. never at it was, it was more like 20%, maybe 30, could be 45. You know, you know, nobody, he was always had the number at astronaut that the country would be in fucking flames. His argument was that I think 28% of the population of the United States does not work because they're in school or they're retired or right. they're unemployed. So right. Or in prison. People, or in prison. Sure. So if you can't so, all those people, yes. Yeah. So the, the job reports come out for February, which it was like 4.6 or 4.7, mm-hmm. roughly about where Obama had it, it might have been a, tick up or down and they said to sean spicer well the president said that the jobs reports were always bullshit is this one true and he said oh i asked the president about this and the quote was yeah you you're absolutely positive that all the ones before this were phony but this one's true and he just left it at that with a big smile on his face and everyone was like okay <laughs> and there was chuckles throughout the room i mean wow we're yeah. at that point are we yeah yes all those previous ones were were wrong this one is correct ha 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 even though he had nothing to do with this one. No, very little, if anything. Well, I mean, they haven't made any changes so far that would uh, affect that yet, have they? No, no I don't think so. His mere presence is <laughs> enough. Uh, yes, he just con- – and just everything just changed. It's just apparently 35% more jobs just showed up in America. <laughs> in February. Now, Magically. I- you could make an argument that since, you know, people have been um, fearful and ramping up and changing things since November, since he was voted in. So. Oh. Maybe. Yeah, I'll give him, you know, a, a 0.5 of a percentage point. That's it, though. Yeah, but like I think we've said before, most of his executive orders have been just kind of fluff. I mean, not the travel ban, but some of them he's put out and they don't really do anything. Right. Like the, the pipeline thing. 
which um, he reneged on. <laughs> yeah, and the the TPP, which wasn't happening anyway. Right. Um, he put out a bunch of these executive orders, and he's like, "Oh, he's done more than any." But no, he really hasn't. He's done a couple things. And so wait, he, he backed off on the pipeline again? No, the, oh. one of the things he said on the pipeline was that all of the steel used to create the pipeline from here on out must be made in America. Oh, <laughs> he said that, but he reneged. I said, oh, "Okay, well, a lot of the steel has already been made in Russia, so we're just going to go ahead and use that." <laughs> yeah. It's like there's some disconnect between the president and what's actually going on. <laughs> like they just let him say whatever. Yeah. Did you guys hear the thing about the genetic testing? Mm-hmm. No. No, but I want to know more. I love genetic testing. <laughs> oh, you're not going to love this genetic testing? Crap. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you guys didn't hear about this. Uh, so they're trying to get a bill through where as part – if you get insurance from your employer as part of this wellness program – I don't know anything about this because I've never gotten insurance through an employer. But do you guys – uh, we had so our employer had a wellness program two years ago that w- was a bunch of bullshit and everybody railed and um, faculty are strangely powerful and they made it all go away. But yeah, they, they it was a requirement you had to go in for a blood test separate from your just regular going to the doctor, cholesterol screening, sugar, all that kind of stuff. And I forget what else. It was a questionnaire, counseling if you were overweight, stuff like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, now, apparently, I guess genetic testing is part of that already. Some of them, I guess. They're all tailored differently. but Right. But you can opt out of it if you want. But now they're trying to get this bill across that if you do opt out of it, the employer can put a hefty fine on top of you. For Um, opting out of um, genetic testing? Yes. (sighs) If you're part of this wellness. So, like, for instance, like my job could do it because I'm – I don't get – I don't – Ian, you don't get insurance, right? No. But – So, and then everyone's like, well, this raises so many red flags because now they can just like look at your genetic test and go, oh, he's predisposed to have heart condition. Mm. That's going to cost us a pretty penny. Let's fire this fucker. (laughs) And also, if you're just a asshole racist or whatever, you'd be like, oh, look, he's got some black genes out, gone. (laughs) Is it genetic testing for just specific things? They can't do a full DNA, full spectrum analysis. Didn't really say. (laughs) But yeah, let's say you're testing for. I don't know, some congenital disease that is hereditary. They could take, they could fire you because of it. Cause in the future you will cost a lot of money to the court, to the organization. Huh. Well, irregardless of all that, the very fact that if you're like, I don't want my, the company I work for having my genetic material on record anywhere. They're sure. like, okay, well here's a $5,000 fine. Huh. I mean, Welcome we, to Trump's America. Yeah, we, we are fined if um, we don't sign an affidavit every year saying that we don't smoke. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, that is yeah. Yeah, it's only two hundred dollars, I think, but still. <laughs> and if That's... you do smoke, you you have a higher higher rate. Is it a different rate for them? I thought so. I thought it was just the two hundred dollars. That was the difference. Well, yeah, it's probably yeah. It might be the exact same. If you either if if you smoke or if you don't say you don't smoke. Mm. <laughs> and now this it's is just part of same. part of the wellness program. Originally, it was, and then it it just continued. All right, yeah. and this is just for the purposes of. Of insurance, I guess. Health insurance specifically. Okay. Because I, I I was just curious because I was just recently told because we were looking to hire some people at work and uh, my boss was very disappointed to discover that it is illegal to ask potential new hires if they smoke. Mm. I was like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah. Mm. He's like, all I want to do is ask them that question and <laughs> make a decision based on that. 
Well, yeah, you, can, you can't uh, hire based on that. But you can that charge them more for health insurance. Yes. Okay. Interesting. After they're an employee, you can ask. <laughs> yeah. But you can't not hire them because they smoke. Weird. Huh. Can you fire them if they don't? No, I don't believe so. If they take inappropriate numbers of breaks, you can. Well, right. Yeah, but I'm just saying smoking. You just can't fire them. Right. Yeah, I don't believe so. So anyway, I can't wait to live in Gattaca. So <laughs> <laughs> so uh, real quick, I want to go over this related to the whole Trump thing. Karen, I think you posted this. Did you have a chance to, to look at it? Because there's so much on this Web page. I know. It's amazing. This is a uh, <laughs> there was a Web page on Politico that has all of Trump's Russian ties in seven charts. Yeah. And it's as complicated as you can think. <laughs> It's seven charts. It's actually, it's fairly straightforward, but it's just so much information talking and, about. And the number of connections is amazing. Yeah. Sessions, Tillerson, Flynn, the, a whole chart just for Flynn, mm. uh, Roger Stone, Paul Manafort, Carter Page, uh, a whole chart just on Paul Manafort. Mm. <laughs> just uh, the uh, Miss Universe pageant. The Trump organization. I mean, there's so many names I don't even know that are associated with Trump that then have links to Vladimir Putin. It is amazing. And at some point I will look at it a little bit more in depth. But um, so according to what I heard just before we started recording, Comey is going to be making an announcement tomorrow um, concerning this. So what his announcement is going to be, nobody knows. But uh, CNN was speculating, well, is he going to say that they are not going to investigate? Is he going to say that they are investigating, but they're investigating to, you know, a very finite area or, you know, they have no idea basically what he's going to say. But apparently he's making some announcement tomorrow. So So I heard a story recently that the reason that he said anything about the Clinton investigation, about, you know, checking into the email server was it was about to be leaked that the FBI was investigating the through Wiener's uh, laptop that whole second time they, they looked at emails. Supposedly, that was about to leak to the press that the FBI was investigating, and he thought that it would be better if he said something about it than if it leaked. And I'm not sure that that worked Why out not the way he then, anticipated. Then. <laughs> it's because it doesn't matter now, because right. Trump won. I think, but he might have been you know stuck between a rock and a hard place at the time. Someone tell me more about how leaks work. How did he have a leak deadline schedule? Mm. Oh, well, this leak's coming up. Shit, I better get in front of that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like if you're the FBI and you <laughs> you have an idea that something's about to be leaked, you should have the resources to stop it. If if the press had it, you, there's nothing they can do. Kill them. <laughs> fake news. <laughs> I hate fake news. It's gotten oh, out of hand. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You have to teach children how to recognize fake news because they don't. It's easy. Did you see it on social media? <laughs> it's fake. Did you see it from a major news outlet? It's probably real. Probably. What about Still. Fox News? Yeah, probably. Be skeptical, but yeah. Yeah. Turns out a lot of people are, are gullible chumps. Truth. Uh, sorry, we're still having technical difficulties. Uh, so uh, the one thing that uh, we'll see what comes out with the, the Russian thing tomorrow. I'm mm. very curious as to what that is, but I don't really. Yeah, I'm trying not to get too excited. Right. <laughs> exactly. One of the last things that I have in news was uh, this was from a few weeks ago. The Scientific American came out with a report on a, high, a company called Highland. Have you ever heard of this company? No. Apparently, they make teething tablets or gel that All can right. be applied directly to a baby's gums. 
However, this is a homeopathic mm. product. Yeah. Teething gels, teething gels, or teething tablets—they are homeopathic. Um, apparently, over a ten-year period, 2006 to 2016, more than 370 children who had been given this product reported cases where uh, they had epilepsy to the point of death, uh, and that the FDA is now uh, questioning Highlands products in general. Apparently, they pulled all those products from the shelves, but of course, it's a homeopathic product. They can't actually pull all the products. A lot of them are still out there. I don't understand um, how, because they don't make a medical claim, the FDA has no authority. Exactly. Ugh. So the FDA put out a warning that said that, uh, and Highland said that they would no longer manufacture the product. But yeah, there's a whole bunch that are still out there. Highland is apparently a 114-year-old private company based out of L.A. Hmm. But uh, apparently eight kids, uh, there were eight cases of uh, kids dying after taking Highland products. How do you continue selling it after the first one? Yeah. That's a that's a really good question. 300, <laughs> 370 total reports of kids having seizures, becoming delirious, um, some of them being airlifted to the hospital, emergency room staff trying to figure out what was going on. Wow. Previously, I believe I had said something along the lines of, well, I don't care if people do take homeopathic mm -hmm. remedies because it's just water. Apparently not in every case. <laughs> There's some special <laughs> cases where you double lose. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's not going to do anything, and it may cause problems. In some of the teething products, they were able to pull out, they did some studies and found Atropa belladonna. Belladonna? Yeah, deadly nightshade. Nice. <laughs> In low quantities, but still, when you're a baby. Yeah, doesn't take much. Yeah. Wow. So, in any case, avoid homeopathic remedies, because one, they're stupid. Two, they could kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Good lessons. All right. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if Jared is going to uh, to be able to get back in time, but uh, no. the last thing that I had was there is going to be a Netflix release, which is something I'm going to watch. Uh, it's a uh, biopic on Madeline Murray O'Hare, and she is someone I've heard the name before, but I wasn't quite sure of her story. Are you guys familiar with her? I sound Not familiar. Uh, she was the original founder of American Atheists. Oh, okay. She served as president from 63 to 86. Um, she launched American Atheist Magazine. Um, and then she was murdered by a former employee, apparently not because she was an atheist. Huh. Wow. So it looks like a very interesting, uh, interesting movie. And apparently it's going to be released on Netflix. I don't see the date in front of me, but uh, I will be keeping an eye out for it. It looks like a like something that would be pretty interesting. Sure. Yeah. I was going to say, I scroll through my recently added little page on Netflix pretty pretty regularly, so I'm sure it'll come up. Yeah, definitely. I'll watch that for sure. Yeah. Huh. So it, I think I believe it's called Most Hated Woman in America. <laughs> so I thought that would be an interesting thing. Uh, does anybody have anything else? Yeah, I was going to say nothing springs to mind. No. All right, then I think that's all we've got for this week. If anyone has any questions or comments, or if they'd like to ask us anything, you can post something to ProfaneArgument.com, or you can catch us on Twitter at ProfaneArg. Uh, I'd also like to encourage you to check out the soon-to-be-named network on soon-to-be-named-network.com, where you can find uh, some other shows like The Prodigal Sons, Prime Defective, Puzzle Warriors 3, Pavicacy, 
uh, Fresh and Parlance show, Long Box Heroes and Long Box Heroes After Dark. A lot of like-minded shows, a lot of pop culture stuff, different podcasts if you are interested in finding a new podcast. So I want to thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. (laughs) This is Jared. (laughs) I'm Ian. (laughs) Thank you, good night, and may your God go with you. Tired of pretending